right, you hear music, you know the show. You're listening to Railers Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in things living like it matters. What matters to me? It's time for conference championships and the NBA, of course. Man, I tell you what, uh, for all those people out there, I think you're a little premature on the fact that there was no good basketball. Really? Come on. Now. Don't you want to take that back? I know I knew you I know you needed something to talk about. But to really say there was no interesting or good basketball because things were kind of lopsided and we already knew who was going to make it to the conference championships and then on into the NBA finals. Now, the two teams that you talked about who possibly would be the ones that would make it to the conference championship uh, and into the NBA finals, uh, they're still in the runnings. But I tell you, basketball's been pretty good up until this time. I think you need to reevaluate that. And certainly this uh, game seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals was, was pretty damn good. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, watching the Washington Wizards and, and the Boston Celtics um, kind of reminded me of, of the old days, you know, when basketball was, was very competitive, uh, wasn't a lot of blowouts. Uh, you had good ball players out on the court playing good basketball. Uh, that's the thing about it. I thought there was good basketball being played last night. Now, I will have to say, I'm going to admit, like some of you, I believe, will admit that what some people have been promoting as the second best basketball player in the Eastern Conference Championship did not show up when it was time to show up. Now, now you know, on the big boy shows, they've been talking a lot about the GOAT. The GOAT being in basketball and in football. Tom Brady's name came up this morning in football. But there's no, in my personal opinion, this is Rayella Sports. There is no way you can be a GOAT and you not be a champion. In, in your league, not just your division, not just your conference, but in your league. We're talking about one single person. What, okay, if it's at the position, then you're talking about numerous people in different positions. Okay, if, so if you're, not, if you're talking about the greatest of all time at a position, that's one thing. If you're talking about the greatest of all time in the sport, that's another thing. And if you're going to talk about the greatest of all time in the sport, you have to be a champion at least in, in your generation of ball. Now, I, for one, am one of those people out there that I happen to be of the opinion. This whole thing about the greatest of all time, it's a little bit overhyped, if you will. Because there's no real way to find out who is the greatest of all time. Because the game was played completely different in different generations. Do you know there's a generation out there that played when you couldn't even dunk in basketball? You know there's the generation out there where... At some point in time, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the, the rim in basketball was even lower than it is now. You know, th there's a generation out there in, in football. Do you know football, basketball, and baseball? Do you know there was a time where the league was non-inclusive? Where people who were non-white didn't even get to play the sport. So I, I, it's, it's just too hard to, to really pinpoint one person as being the greatest of all times, but certainly within your generation. Now, there's no doubt in my mind, in this generation, let's say of quarterbacks, since Tom Brady's name came up, Tom Brady would be the greatest of all time for his generation. He's the GOAT at quarterback. That's it. You know, the generation before him, you got to go with Joe Montana. You know, I guess the generation before Joe Montana, I guess they, they you know, some people say it was. Um, I, I, you know, Johnny Unitas, you know, it's going back a little bit before my time, but you, you see what I'm saying? Some people say the greatest of all time running backs in his generation, or they say the greatest football player of all time was Jim Brown. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, 
Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, there was, there was a running back during Jim Brown's time, not maybe a little bit after him, but shortly around, you know, he probably was a little bit after Jim Brown. But Gail, Gail Sayers never got a chance to show us all of his ability because his, his career was cut short because of an injury. But I'm going to tell you what, I, I wouldn't mind having Gail Sayers on my team anytime, even if I'm playing against Jim Brown. Wouldn't mind. I'll tell you who else I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind having Barry Sanders on my team if I'm playing against Jim Brown. Because remember, Jim and Barry aren't playing against each other. Jim and Barry are playing against the defense of the other team. So I would take Barry Sanders. I don't care anytime. I close my eyes and just flip a corner. You could say you could take everybody else. And I'm going to say, wait, there's a defense that Barry Sanders is going to play against, right? Okay, give me Barry Sanders. I don't care. And I never played against Barry. But I, I, but I played the game. So that's why I'm a little concerned when I hear people talk about the greatest of all time. Because there's too many things that factor in. One thing about it, injuries. We, we, ju we just saw in, in basketball the um, San Antonio Spurs. When, when, when my man goes down, Quality gets hurt. How, how in the world can you continue to play and compete against a team when your best player on your team is injured? That's just, that's just hard to do. Take away all those points. You up by 20 or whatever. Just, it's, just, it's just so hard to do. But I'm just of the opinion. I'm welcoming anybody who wants to call, 888-346-9144. If you want to talk about it, you got an opinion about it, come on in, call. Let's talk about it. Because I, I just believe that this is just too hard to pinpoint the greatest of all time. Now, let me talk about the Wizards and John Wall because they said that they on the big boy shows and some other people were saying that. John Wall, all of a sudden, is the second best player in the Eastern Conference. And I think John's been in the league a few years now, maybe five, six, seven. But I, I would say that John Wall is probably a damn, he is, a, there's no doubt in my mind, John Wall's a damn good basketball player. But how do you determine that a person gets into the conversation of being the best, being the greatest? There's no way in the world you're going to tell me that you're going to call a person the best, the greatest, or put them in the conversation of being the best or the greatest. If indeed, when the money game show up, he doesn't show up. That's all I'm saying. When the money game shows up, he has to show up. Not only that, if you think about some of Michael Jordan's greatest plays he ever greatest teams he's ever been on, Michael Jordan didn't always take that money shot. But one thing about great players, the greatest players that they all make the team better. They got they've got confidence in their teammates. They've told their teammates. They've reassured their teammates. They've showed their teammates that they trust them. They believe in them, and they share that spotlight. I'm gonna tell you one thing about LeBron James. I like the fact that LeBron James shares his spotlight even off the court to make his teammates inclusive. Of I can't do this all by myself. I never did this all by myself. We did this. Michael Jordan may not have always done it like that off the court, but Michael Jordan, there were times when Michael Jordan on that court definitely had to give the ball up. There, there were times where, and this is where coaching comes in a lot of times because I, I thought Scott Brooks, uh, you know, but, but the other night when John Wall makes the shot, John Wall should have never made the shot. John said he wasn't supposed to take the shot, but John Wall should have never took the shot. You got to double team him, get the ball out of his hands. You got to do that. And so I'm just, I'm just going to say that I believe, indeed, that John Wall, who some think is the 
best in that conference, second best in that conference, got to step up. Got to step up. That, that game seven, I, and I want to talk a little bit more about that game seven. Uh, we're going to take a break, but I want to talk a little bit more about that game seven because when you start, you know, receiving that title of being the second best player in that conference, Man, you got to step up when the money ball time comes. You got to make either you got to shoot it and make it happen, or you got to make it happen. And you you made it happen, but that wasn't the money game. To make the money ball count, you got to always make it in the money game as well. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back, and you come back with us. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I want to stay on this conversation about the greatest of all time and, and, and how you get to be in that conversation and what's expected and 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 what's what's interesting to me is, is sometimes you have a conversation from those people who are fans of the game and I really appreciate fans I, I really do they've always motivated me I'm a fan today myself so I, I'm, I'm on this side of the conversation but for players many times <coughs> you, 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 former players and, and some current players uh, I, I was watching one of the big boy shows this morning, and I saw Donovan McNabb on it. Donovan, you know, I was it wasn't an uncomfortable position, but at some point in time, the switch was flipped, and it almost put him on the spot because Donovan never won a Super Bowl. Donovan has been in numerous conference championship games and played in a Super Bowl, but never won a Super Bowl. But when you look at his body of work, Donovan's body of work gets him to, into the Hall of Fame conversation. Now, here's the thing about it. There are some people that are Hall of Famers, which means they would be the, some of the greatest players to ever play their sport. And they don't have championship rings. There's a couple of them that I played against. The one that always sticks out of my mind is Dan Marino. Dan Marino does not have a Super Bowl ring, but plays in the Super Bowl. Here's, here's, here's what I'd like to say. I would like to say that, and you know, certain generations was playing ball before there was a Super Bowl. But, but I like to say this in basketball and football. I just think during your generation, during the time that you are actively participating 
if you are going to be the most valuable player of a league, I personally do not see how you could be a most valuable player of a league and not take your team to a championship during that time. I just don't see that because that eliminates the question then about if he could have excelled in a different generation because you, you, you don't want to be a part of that conversation, but you certainly want to be a part of the conversation of if he excelled during his generation. And if he doesn't excel in his generation, to even take his team to a, to a championship, super I mean, whether it be Super Bowl or whether it be NBA Finals, and I'm going to say win it, then if he doesn't win it, he, he should not be the most valuable player of the league. The most valuable player of the league, you're the most valuable player. So if you're the most valuable player, you make your teammates better, you are better, and you win it all. If you're not the how in the world would anybody or should anybody accept the most valuable player in a league being a fan at the time that the championship is being played? That means that if it weren't for the fact that he was a member of the association being the players association or a member of the an NBA team or an NFL team or a hockey team or a baseball team, he probably would have to pay for a ticket like everybody else. You know? And so if you're the most valuable player, particularly, you know, it's a little different in some other sports. But for me in football and, and, and basketball is a little different. You know, I you know I could I could see maybe Derek Jeter. You know, I could see maybe Derek Jeter being the most valuable player in baseball, but perhaps maybe because there's nine other people you got to go up to bat by, you know, other people got to get on, on base and all that stuff. Mm, he's not at the World Series. He's not participating in the World Series. Okay, I, I kind of get that a little bit. Basketball, there's only five players on the court at a time. I'm sorry, but if you're the most valuable player of the league, you should be able to motivate and inspire and, and create opportunities to make those other players around you better so that you can win games. I, I just, basketball, of all the sports, with the exception of boxing, obviously, you, know, you can dominate. You know, in football, uh, you know, think about it. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a Lawrence Taylor back in the day, they could try to double and triple team you, which means if they double and triple team you, you should make your other teammates better and they should be able to get a sack because nobody's blocking you. Okay, so so you can even find a way to normalize and make that person irrelevant in a passing play because you can try to double team him and triple team him. But even Lawrence Taylor, when they try to do that, he could give, he could make his way through that. You know, when it's a running back or a quarterback, this is the thing about a running back quarterback. Listen, if you're a running back or a quarterback, you have an offensive lineman in front of you. If you think you're better than if you're the greatest running back of all times and your offensive line or, or quarterback of all times and your offensive line means absolutely nothing to you, you could do without any offensive line, then what the hell? Just let the quarterback snap the ball, no other lineman there, hand the ball to the quarterback or just snap the ball directly to the running back and see what you can do. It doesn't work like that. you got to do things with the assistance of your teammates where you can make them better and they can make you better. You got a running back like Barry Sanders. You know, everybody knows Barry's supposed to go a certain way to run the ball. But Barry's got this thing in his mind where he can see, you know, he's got this peripheral vision where he can see. It's almost like he got eyes out the back of his head, but he certainly got them on the side of his head. He can see to his left and his right at 90 degree angles, sometimes beyond that. He, he might even be able to see at 180. I, I don't know how he does that, but he can see what's behind him. He could, you know, he can see like that. And he could make a move on you. And you got to be thinking, how in the hell... You, you running down the line to get a block. Barry sees you. Barry knows how to stop on a dime, step back, let you make that block, and boom, he gone. Everybody and anybody can't just do that. There's some, there's some natural gifts. You could even try to practice that. But if, you could, if practice allowed you to do that, wouldn't you think everybody would be practicing that? You don't practice that. That's a gift. That, that's, that's just God just running backs. If you talk to a running back. There's no way in the world they can tell you how it happened. It just happens. First of all, you got to realize how fast they're running. 
And then you got to think about how fast the pursuit is. And then you got to think about what the pursuer is thinking. And then you got to think about what the running back is thinking. And then you got to think about what everybody else in their way is thinking. And they're able to make stuff happen that just makes you go, did that just happen? That's what great running backs do. Same thing about basketball. That's why I'm just wondering. I'm just a little bit concerned about, you know, giving accolades to people prematurely. John Wall is an all-star. He's an all-star. This year, he may have been the greatest performer. This year, his statistics may show that he performed at a level that made him the second best player in the Eastern Conference. But but I got to stop and think, really, if, I, if it was him and Kyrie Irving, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not taking Kyrie Irving before I take him. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that I, if it's if between him and Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas got his team to the point where they were number one in the number one seed, and they beat John Wall. I, I don't care. No excuses. Bottom line, they played each other head to head. John Wall came up short. So I'm not so sure I wouldn't take Isaiah. Isaiah's statistics was pretty close to his, maybe even better. He performed just as good. He had a 50-point, 53-point game, and even after he had, you know, tragedy in his family. All I'm saying to you is let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Let's, let's, let's pump the brakes. We, 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 just, we, we just rush too fast for a season Yes, for a team, yes. For a conference, let's stop and think about it. For all times, let's think a long time about it. Let the careers end. You know, we're still always talking this subject about LeBron James and Michael Jordan. LeBron's career is not over with. And for those who have really grabbed all the analytical information and put it down on the table in front of you and looked at it and compared it, you might be surprised. LeBron James is doing pretty damn good with his career matched up against Michael Jordan. Now, Michael went to, Mike's got six rings. That's because he went to six conference finals, and he won every one of them. Now, you got to think about this, too. LeBron James, hmm, Came out of high school. High school. Yes, that's all right. High school. St. Vincent, St. Mary's, I think, in Akron. Right up the road from the Hall of Fame City, Canton, Ohio. Did not attend the Ohio State University. Passed up on that. And what's he do? Take the Cleveland Cavaliers to the, you know, to the finals. Right out of high school. Now, I'm not sure if anybody's ever done that. I could be wrong. I'm, I, but I don't think somebody's taking their team to the finals right out of high school. Didn't win it, but right out of high school. I think that's a pretty damn good accomplishment. And I think LeBron, too, um, well, Mike, unlike LeBron, had a couple hiccups along the road. Detroit was one of them. Never did beat the Boston Celtics when they were the Celtics that we remember, when they were healthy. Chief was healthy. McHale was healthy. Bird was healthy. DJ was healthy. No, before they got old, didn't make, couldn't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, throwing shade on MJ, <laughs> you know. At this time right now, because LeBron's career is not over, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And all this other stuff about impact and all that, I, you know, I don't know about that other stuff, you know, off the field. You know, when it comes to retail and merchandise, there's no question. We got to shut it down. There's no question about what MJ, the impact that he's had on the sports apparel industry. Nobody ever in history will ever come close to that. Never, never. Never. So let's just say that. But, you know, that other stuff in terms of impacting the community and stuff like that, uh, LeBron has been, I think LeBron got a, a stronger backbone when it comes to that. But certainly his community. Uh, but I, I, I'll tell you this. Let's wait until the careers are over with and then match them up. 
and see what they look like. Because if a guy's still playing right now, it's kind of difficult to do that right now, to try to call him. He may be the best player of his generation. We know LeBron James, the best player, the basketball player in the world. We, we give that to him. When Michael Jordan was playing, we gave that to him. When it was over, you can look back on their careers and compare them statistically and then also see what kind of jewelry they both have and determine who's the greatest of all time. We're going to take a break. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, you, you know, I got some folks here in the studio. They always do a great job, and, and I really appreciate uh, the assistance that they give me. Uh, Matt, who's been working with me for years, uh, his, is back there and got some other guys working with him. And uh, we got a young fellow back there named A-Rod, and, and I always enjoy you know, A-Rod assisting me with the show. Uh, but, you know, there's a generation of people out there sometimes we tend to forget that all they know about Michael Jordan is what they've seen. They've never got a chance to see him live. And there's even another generation that maybe they've never seen him play on, on, on rebroadcasted games because maybe they don't have, I don't know, they, they don't have, uh, they don't have, a television channel that allows it some guys maybe they don't they don't google but but there's a generation of people that never got a chance to see michael jordan compete and and and, and sometimes because of that they may not think he is that good i'm not saying that a-rod feels that way i'm just saying that a-rod is one of those young men um that probably caught michael jordan at the end of his career but he, he was young then um but probably has an opinion so Hey, Rod, let me ask you, your generation of friends, what do you guys, do you guys have conversations about who's the greatest of all times in basketball? And, and certainly you guys wouldn't know anything about an Oscar Robinson or, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but is, it, is the conversation heavy along the lines of uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James? And if it is, what does your generation of friends think about who is the greatest of all times? I mean, f for most of my friends, really, I mean, everyone kind of watched, you name it, every season that, that's been coming out, they've, they've been watching every single one of it. And for my generation growing up, I mean, I was born in 94, so I obviously was right in between when Jordan was still at his peak, and I didn't know much about it. But I mean, for me growing up and hearing about him and uh, watching the watching like uh, highlights and then of course uh, his movie Space Jams that's kind of what got me into be liking 
<laughs> Michael Jordan, really. And then after growing up, realizing that he was pretty much one of the best that was ever in the NBA league at his time, just pretty much stood a lot out to me. And I mean, now we have fashion brands of Michael Jordan everywhere, his, shir his shirts, his hats, his shoes, you name it. It's just imprinted in us about how Michael Jordan being one of the best. Now, as far as LeBron James, of course, since he's at his peak right now and he's at his top of his of his career, it's just kind of where people are now gravitating towards LeBron James being the all-time best. And I don't know, really, for me, I, I think Michael Jordan will always be the, my personal favorite. But again, so. when you when you when you listen to what you just described, so you know you being in, born, I think in '92 or '94, you 94. know, so so Michael Jordan when he retired, I mean, you couldn't have been more than you know 10, 11, 12 years old. So you only got a chance to see him play. I mean, to really understand basketball for a couple of years. I would think you'd be more along the lines of uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, maybe LeBron James, uh, those guys. Let me ask you, did you get a chance to really see, uh, because Kobe was younger, obviously, than Michael. Did you see, you must have seen more of Kobe and LeBron than Michael, but you're still leaning towards Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, really, for me, I'm always going to like Michael Jordan just because of the fact that my family, they're, they're all Lakers fans. So they love LeBron. Kobe Bryant. They love the whole Lakers franchise. You name it. My whole family's into it. And I, you mean I, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. yeah right. Kobe right. Bryant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I give Kobe Bryant hit all of his respect. Considered to be one of the top best during that him and Michael Jordan both had that rivalry at first. I mean, despite all that put aside, I mean, they both learned from each other. And, and now we see that Kobe's. Uh, pretty much a legend. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, and I certainly could appreciate it. Thanks for those words. And, and I will say this: uh, I'm I gotta stand up and I gotta be honest. I am one of those people, but I have reason for saying what I or for s the fact that I said what I'm about to say. And uh, I'm one of those people. I'm I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, I well, I was born. Let me get it right. I am from Canton, Ohio. My home is the Hall of Fame city. I lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for about 25 years. Uh, I lived in a neighborhood. In fact, if I had stayed in the neighborhood, my kids would have went to school there uh, until I moved out a little bit further in the suburbs, the different suburbs. Um, my kids would have went to Lower Marion High School, where Kobe Bryant went to high school. And um, I was, you know, uh, I knew some of Kobe's uh, family members. Um, and, and I got a chance to meet Kobe when he was young. And, and I remember one night I was out. Um, as a matter of fact, I was out at a club, and, and Kobe, who was a, a high school senior, was there. And, and I remember the person that Kobe was with. Uh, it was kind of late. It was getting kind of late. And, I, you know, I just took it upon myself to talk to my friend and say, man, you know what? Um, I, I know, you know, he's, you know, Kobe Bryant and all that, man. But, you know, we really don't need to be out this late. So it, it might have been, it was certainly, it was past 12 o'clock, maybe towards one or something like that yeah and so i i just thought uh hey man you know but before i did that i had a conversation with kobe and uh did not try to pursue him to go to the ohio state university but uh i did say to him that i thought he should go to college not that i didn't think he was ready for pros yeah but I just thought that it would be interesting for him to attend high school, I mean, as a high school person, to get a chance to see what, uh, let's say, a fraction of this celebrity is like by moving from high school to college. Because from high school to college, you can be a, uh, you can be a superstar in high school, then you go to college, and it's, it's a different kind of superstar. You know, it's a different Definitely, level yeah, of, of stardism. It's, it's a different level. And then from college to pros, th th there's a different level in that as well. And, and, I, and, and that jump from high school to pros is a, is a big, jump and and i thought he should maybe you know jump up to a platform and spring up to the next level i certainly thought he was good enough it wasn't about him being good enough but also just to have a chance to enjoy being a college player but i like many other people who were advising him to go to college for other reasons um kobe did what was best for kobe and it worked out for him but i but i will say this you know it's interesting to me that the conversation is about michael jordan and LeBron James and Kobe Bryant is left out of that conversation. I think Kobe deserves to be in that conversation because Kobe got a chance to go head to head with all three of those, with all two of those, with both Mike and LeBron. And Kobe held his ground. And, and, oh, yeah. and Kobe's got his rings too. So, you know, it's like, you know, Kobe's been pushed out of the conversation. And I'd like to restart that conversation and bring Kobe in. Now, they talk about the other people. 
and and a right you can have you know you can have part a comment on this too they talk about some other people at different positions like i just don't think that a center could ever be part of a conversation kareem abdul jabbar i love the man I, I love everything about him and but but i think there is a part of his game that is so that someone handicaps him in the conversation you know first of all you know if it's a full court press on press on the court you can't put the ball in Kareem's hand expect him to drive the entire length of the court and maybe throw it down or hit a jumper he can't move the ball that fast so it's a limitation in his skill set yeah, yeah. but for the position he played yeah yeah, yeah I, I might take Kareem in my center over you know Bill Russell over Will Chamberlain over Moses Malone you know you know over Shaq you know I, I you know but some say Shaq is but when it comes to athleticism and the ability to do anything and everything on the court, Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, those three right there could do any and everything. And, and you know what? It's really interesting because Magic Johnson had to play guard and center, guard on offense, center on defense when he was a young man. So um, any comment on that, A-Rod? I mean, most people don't don't really can take into consideration that that uh, Kobe Bryant was just a shooting guard, but he was so good and so skillful that he was able to do pretty much any position that he needed to be, and that's pretty much what he did. And you can see it in today's performances with LeBron James, of course. With uh, uh, people are just looking over Kobe Bryant just because of the fact that it, it, it's all about the the two big giants that are up there, LeBron James and, of course, Michael Jordan. But Most people look over Kobe Bryant, not considering the fact that everything he's done and all the hard work and talent that he put in, everyone's just going straight to the LeBron and Michael J Jordan controversy. I mean, all three of them can definitely throw down. I mean, we just got to wait till the see at the end of LeBron James' career to finally finalize everything that's going to be between them and to see who all is the best. I mean, really, everyone has their own opinion, so we'll have to see. Yeah, one thing about, uh, you know, the baton, this one thing about I love about basketball is the baton was taken or handed. I'm going to say handed. It wasn't taken. Dr. <laughs> J handed the baton to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan handed the baton to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant handed the baton to LeBron James. Because of those four men right there, you know, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, um, and then, of course, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Basketball has thrived. Now, you've got some others in there, too. I can't leave Larry Bird out. Yeah, and Bill but, uh, but you've got some others in there, too. But but those guys, and, and, I, and I'm a part of that generation that saw Larry Bird and Magic go up against it. And Magic's got to be in that conversation, too. But because of the greatness of these ballplayers, basketball has thrived. Prior to that, basketball was good. Basketball became great when these guys came because they they were just such great athletes. They could do anything. They they could play. They probably could play different sports. Well, we know LeBron could play football. Uh, and again, the Ohio State University missed out on that. Yep, but true. but and, and Kobe Bryant is a hell of an athlete too. Michael Jordan, we know he could play baseball. You know, Magic Johnson probably could do anything. <laughs> so, but but <laughs> but the fact of the matter is. It still goes down to these guys who are in conversations of being the greatest of all times. There probably was because Michael Jordan used to have a commercial out about the, the shots that he made, but it was more important to him about the shots that he missed. So Michael Jordan maybe missed some shots, but we never forget the fact that Michael Jordan made some shots too. And and that's really what it's all about. When you know, if you're going to be a champion, if you're going to be in a conversation of being the greatest of all times, if you're going to be in a conversation of being the greatest during your generation, you got to get into the games and the game that gets you into the conversation. You know, the, I think that, that, that Tom Brady put the nail in the coffin when he won this Super Bowl in the fashion of which he, ran, he won it. The greatest comeback of all times in a Super Bowl game. You know, Super Bowl games, foot, this is what I love so much about football. And I think we got a couple minutes before we take a break again. This is what I love so much about football. See, football, like boxing, you know, football, yeah. you know, like, you know, um, like, like baseball, you know, it's, it's, it's different because those those games can lead to 
a game seven. See, sometimes you really don't even, people forget this part. You really don't have to get to a game seven to get to a win or go home. Because if you're down 3-0 and it's game four, game four is really game seven for the team who's down zero, who doesn't have a win in the series at all. That's their game seven. But football, and the way football is set up, you know, there's a Super Bowl. There's a playoff game. You win or you go home. You know, we love these game sevens, but but football gives you game sevens every time the playoff starts. It's win or go home, win or go home, win or go home. And then finally, you, you win and you get the trophy. But but I, I just find it hard that we're going to pick a most valuable player. And I know I got to take a break here and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk one more time about, OK, can a person really be the most valuable player? If he doesn't win the championship, that during his generation, I'm talking about the greatest of all time. But am I the most valuable player? My team doesn't win. You know, Harden in the conversation right now, Westbrook in the conversation, most valuable player in the NBA. How long has it been since they played? You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is we have gotten to the point now where we're going to have some conference championships played that will then get us to the NBA Finals. I think all year long, two teams have been on this crash course where we know the direction they were headed was to the NBA Finals. They have not let us down. I think at the beginning, everybody thought it was going to be a repeat. Now, what's starting to happen is because of these teams, there was some conversation about, well, you know, the NBA is somewhat watered down now because you got two teams, you know, and they're going to make. Well, back in the day, you know, you had the Celtics, you had the Lakers, Spurs, you know, you had the Spurs. Yeah. You know, these are teams that won multiple rings. Some of those guys got three. Some of those guys got four. Some of those guys got six. You know, but, you know, you, you get teams that kind of go on the run in football. Back in the day, you know, the 49ers, you know, they had they went on some runs. They got about three rings, maybe four rings. You know, you, you look at, uh, I believe it was um, the Buffalo Bills got conference championships rings because they were going to the championship, uh, to the Super Bowl four times. Uh, they got those kind of rings. They didn't win it, but, but they were there, so they were dominating uh, the AFC uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day, Terry Bradshaw and those guys. I can't believe I mentioned Terry's name because I, I got beef with Terry Bradshaw that I don't want to go into. But anyway, um, and so they, you know, they were kind of dominant. And, and so now you got these two teams in this conference. You know, okay, so listen, regardless of how these teams were built, developed, and got to where they are, they are who they who, who we thought they were. And so now we got to look and see and anticipate what might happen. But let's not, you know, just dismiss. You know, what they have to do in order to get there. The San Antonio Spurs, 
I, listen, I know Pop is pissed. Pop, I'm pissed right with you. You can say what you want to say. Professional athletes are some of the most gifted people in the world. Your body, you can make your body. I told you guys about running backs earlier in the show. An athlete can make his body do things that a person just doesn't. How do you do that? As a matter of fact, you can look at an athlete's body if you can capture some of the pictures. You know, you can capture, you know, you can go, uh, you know, piece by piece and slow the film down and just look at some of the things and the way they can contort their bodies and stuff like this. When a person jumps, that's why the NBA put the rule in. When a person does a jump shot, when you turn your back and you back up into them and you continue to back up into them, you know that you're coming, you're, you're invading his space. There's a certain amount of space. You know that. That's why the NBA says you got to give the guy room to come down. You know how to do that. You're a professional. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what you are. Everything that you do, you listen, you're not even allowed to put your hands on a guy when he's driving to the basket. You, you, you can't do that anymore. So you know, you know where your hands are. You know where your feet are. You know where your arms are. You know, even when it's a touch file, you know when it's a touch file. Uh, you know, I was just on the show last night, and, and we had a, one of our good friends here at Voice of America. Uh, we had a referee on with us, uh, and I was on with Daryl Oliver, and we had a referee, and uh, I forget Hughes, I forget Hughes' last name, but, it, you know, we're just having conversations about how referees call, call the game. You know, and he says to me that a call, a foul is a foul is a foul. There's no such thing as we're going to let him play. There's no such thing as, oh, okay, Michael Jordan gets some fouls that, that, you know, that some other superstars wouldn't get. LeBron gets some calls that some other guys. No, a foul is a foul is a foul. And so, listen, you know, you just got to learn how to play these games. And we've got to learn how to accept things for the way they are. And so my point that I want to make is now that we're in these conference championships, these are pros. Pop is pissed that one of his his superstar player has been injured purposely. Let me say one other thing to you folks out there who may find this somewhat surprising. I stumbled upon this when I was a college football player at The Ohio State University. And as secondary people, those people that was in my secondary, myself, Mike Gesvin, Skillings, Todd Bell, rest his soul in heaven, one of the hardest hitting men I've ever seen in my life, frightened me. Uh, the best oh, way, wow. the, the best way for us to eliminate a threat that we were playing against was to eliminate it. Just take him out. He's got to go. They got to come get him or he's got to walk off, but he's got to go. <laughs> so, you know, there are things in, in sports that you can do legally. Right now, the way we used to play football, you're not allowed to play football like that anymore. In basketball, you know, you get a guy, you can sacrifice a guy. Okay, so so suppose he, he's, he's suspended for a game. Okay, he's suspended for a game, but he eliminated, you know, the threat is gone. We eliminated three. We took out Kawhi Leonard. He's gone. We don't have to worry about him anymore. So what? You know, somebody else, we lose somebody else, a marginal player. That's okay. But Pop, believe me, <laughs> Pop knows what he's talking about. You know, coaches and players participating in these games, come on. These are special, these are gifted people. They know everything about their bodies. They know everything. They know what their intentions are. They know how to, you know, <laughs> if you think that it, it didn't look like it was done purposely, well, what do you think a flop is? A flop is not somebody really got fouled or run over. They made it look like somebody did that to them. They do that all the time. How many times you ever see somebody foul? Very seldom. Every now and then used to happen. Somebody commits a foul and they put their hands straight up. Rarely. The, the, the guys, most of the time, every time they make a foul or they're called for a foul, they want to contest. They want to have a conversation with the refs. Come on, ref, I didn't do this. I worked. Okay, come on. You foul. You know you fouled. You try to influence the referee in some way, some capacity. But I, I just want to say that I'm excited about what's left. Uh... The Celtics, number one seed, going to play Cavaliers. Spurs are going to play, continue to play the Dubs. Uh, I think Golden State probably will, without a doubt, they'll win that series. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. How many games, I don't know. So will the Cleveland Cavaliers. But after that, they've got to play each other. 
Cavaliers won, of course, we know last year. Down 3-1, turn it around, and they won. All of a sudden, I, I see Golden State playing, and, and all of a sudden now uh, uh, I see Steph's family is back. I mean, uh, Golden State is the, the best in the Western Conference. Golden State has been the best in, in, in the Western Conference last year, and they were again this year, and, and, and there's no doubt about that. Uh, they had the number one seed, but the Cavaliers were not the one number one seed, but the Cavaliers, we know, is the best team in the East. The, the Celtics are commended because, you know, there was somebody who had to be the number one seed because that, in terms of the strategy of the Cavaliers, was not the most important thing. <laughs> they, they really didn't care about that. You know, it was obvious as, as the season progressed, uh, how they rested their players, you know, the games they played and things of that nature. What I like to ask you, since you're still on the line there with me, A-Rod, you think the Celtics uh, can win a number of games? And if you do, how many do you think they can win? Do you think the Spurs can win a number of games? And if you do, how many do you think they can win? Well, for the Celtics, I, I think they can do two more games. I, I they they can do it. They so you think they can win two games, not two more? You're saying they're going to in this series. Do you think they can get two wins out of this series? I mean, I think that they can win two two games of the seven. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough one because they're going against the the Cavaliers. So, but they they all have to come together and have that teamwork and have that mindset of, of going towards it. And same with the Spurs. I mean, just because your best player is hurt, don't mean that you got to put all the effort on and everything into his hands. I mean, you guys can come as a team and of course bring it back for him. But it's tough with them since they're going against the Warriors. We'll just have to see. I mean, I expect both of them to, to bring it up but I mean it's a tough it's got they got a tough few games before we figure out what's going to happen yeah and I, and, and I don't I, I certainly don't see if the Celtics or, or the Spurs are going to win two games uh, they won't be back-to-back games so no, um, no. so so it'll be a you know so two and four six game ser- series is what I think I hear you projecting from both sides and um, you know I'm one of those, um, I'm, you know, deep down in me, there's a fraction of me that has some Raiders in me. And it's just win, baby. I don't care what it's by. I don't care if it's one point. There's some people say they don't like to win or they don't like to lose by one point. They'd rather lose by. No. Winning is a W. Losing is an L. I just want the W. I don't care, you know, just win the series. So I'm, I'm going to, not that I want to say I'm not going to give them any chance, but I'm going to pick the Cavs to win this series, and I'm going to pick Golden State to win that series. So I think I'm about out of time. Uh, I've enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, appreciate you tuning in, listening. Come back next week. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.